When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to IntelliCast, Season 5, Episode 34. This is Brian Lamar. I am the Chief Insights Officer at EMI Research Solutions, and thank you for listening. Joining me, as always, is Brian Peterson. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing all right. Next year, one of my, my New Year's resolution then will be to hear the EMI music. We probably should pick new music. Again, well, I right? think so. I think we need new music. I want suggestions. Yeah. So... It's kind of an annual tradition to change the music. I don't even know what music we're playing anymore. It is still the Sex Pistols. Okay. That that one's lasted a couple seasons. So yeah. I, it's time for a refresh. So if you like Taylor Swift, send us your suggestion. If you like Prince, like I do, send a suggestion. If you like anything else, we're open. So um, new music for 20, I can't believe we're talking 2023. Um, but thank you for listening and feedback. You can email us at IntelliCast.EMI-RS.com. Follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research or IntelliCast1. And I'll tell you what, no one's texting us, but here it is again, 513-401-5463. Woo. It's been a, I feel like it's been a while since we talked. It has. Well, we've had a lot of interviews. It hasn't been a lot of us. We've You and I have both been busy, let's be honest. Normally we get some chatting time outside podcasts. Yeah. We haven't really had that the last couple of weeks. You've yeah. kind of been running around everywhere. Yeah, been busy. We're trying to use all our vacation days up. Yep. So you're yeah. using them. It, you're in that pattern of not working a Friday for Q4. Yeah, I'm off to recording this on a Thursday afternoon, and I'm off tomorrow. I'm pretty excited about um, beautiful. I mean, can you believe this weather? I don't know about the rest of the listeners. Oh. It's been like 70 degrees and sunny every day for, for like two weeks. It's nice. It is today is the last day for it though here in Cincinnati. If you're looking, the high on Saturday is 39. Well, welcome to November. Yeah. But man, we've been spoiled. My kids want to wear shorts to school. Like, I don't blame them. It's November. No, I wore shorts one day last week with a nice shirt because I had meetings. I felt like it was summer again. Yeah. Let's see. Lots of news. Is there any conferences we need to talk about? Uh, we have TMRE coming up, I think, next week, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, San Antonio. I know a lot of people going. Um, and then here in Cincinnati, we have our Insight Association Happy Hour, December 15th. Um, and there's a Wire Happy Hour, December 1st. So a couple of little local events in Cincinnati. And we also have Insight Association Happy Hours in Detroit, Minneapolis, Chicago, December 15th, for all you listeners. I encourage you all to go. We, I'll just – here's a little – Preview, we approved a much larger budget for these happy hours this year to try to encourage people to join. And so more food, more drinks, more fun. Um, this is our 15th. That sounds fun. One more we should mention because we are just over two months away from it. 
and yeah. that's in 2023 is the CEO summit down in Miami. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah we're talking 2023 now. CEO summit, which is, um, I would think that'd be the best conference to go to if I were in the, the CEO um, spot, just from reading and hearing about people that go, I would think it's an amazing, amazing, incredible conference that um, we'll be at our CEO will be at. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. You get 80 people. It's everything you love about those, the small intimate conferences yeah. with all the decision makers, 80 of you yeah. in a room. Yeah. And a, nice, and a nice hotel in Miami. Yeah. I mean, what better place to be in January than Miami? It's just perfect. It's so well done. Yeah. Um, so hopefully your CEO is going. Yeah. Um, current event wise, should we touch on, we are two days past the election. Still don't know who's, we still don't know who's in control. We well, can kind of guess, but it's not determined yet. I could, I could do a rant about this. How is it taking so long to count votes? Like, what kind of weird country do we live in? That we, this is Thursday afternoon. It's been nearly 48 hours since the election ended, and we don't know who's won. Like, significant amount of races. Yeah. I, like, 30 House seats and, what, three Senate seats? Yeah. And that, well, one of those three, we're not going to know because we kind of know what happened. It's a runoff. But yeah. And that, that's not even counting all the other, like, I mean, those are Senate, House, and then there's probably governors and minor races, and there's a billion races going on. We probably don't know a, a large amount. Right. Is Here's my feeling behind that is that since every state has their own different rules for this, whether it's your mail in voting, voting early, all of that, they all have different rules for counting. Florida, I think, counts them as they get them. That's, That's why how it should be. I agree. That's how it should be. Once you get them, you count them, whether it is three weeks before or that night at 7.30 or whenever your polls close in your area. Like This makes no sense to me that Arizona has to wait until the polls close on that night to start counting anything, whether that is something they may have been holding for three weeks. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, you know, we have on both sides, we have a, a distrust in the process and people. We've been very divisive the last three years. I think this adds to it. I know that there's so many protocols in place that there's an equal number of Democrats and Republicans yep. and there's oversight. I don't know if I trust any of these people, to be honest with you. I want it more like just count them. Whether you count them, count them. make it a standard. This is how you count them. Yeah. So um, I will. I do want to give a shout out to Zogby's and Jeremy Zogby. They sent something out, I think, yesterday. I'm on their mailing list about kind of the results and stuff yeah. like that, about independence. And they sent a link back to one of their last polls on it. They're pretty darn close. Yeah. They were not expecting that red wave that a lot were. They were seeing that, hey, that younger generation is going to vote in heavier numbers. So we got, we're not discounting that. And yeah. they look pretty good compared to others. Well, I'm just glad that, I mean, how long, well, gosh, I was going to say, I'm glad the election's over. We don't have to worry about it for a few months until people start announcing for president. But we'll have this Georgia runoff and that's going to be, we'll get residual of that. I feel sorry for the people in Georgia because you thought the political ads were over. It's going to be a thousand times worse. Now it's not. It's not just Georgia money. It's it's money from all over that's coming in there. That's all you're going to see in here. 
Yeah. Uh, I, that's the one thing I'm happy about on Tuesday is that those all the political ads are done. I don't have cable. I we barely watch the like local channels, but this year just seemed like there were so many political ads that were bought on streaming platforms like Hulu, Paramount Plus, any of those. Like every depending on what we were watching, every ad was a political ad. And my kids are like, oh come on. We're watching a kids show and they're I got Steve Shabbat ads on. I'm like, what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. Shows for seven year olds. <laughs> I know it's really bad. Yeah. Um, hopefully we get a little break. Should we listen to some news? Yeah, let's jump into some news. I have um, one, one that just broke. You don't oh, even know this, I don't think. All right, I'll let you go. Tell me. Um Schlesinger Group sent an email. I'm not sure if you saw this, but they announced a new CEO. What? Um, yeah, Schlesinger did today. Reed Tundiff. He was CEO of Cantar Americas and general manager of marketing and consumer research at Microsoft. Um, sounds like a heavy hitter. Um, he will assume the role of executive chairman and continue to support the growth and evolution of the company. And in addition to that, our friend of the podcast, Isaac Rogers, has been named president at Schlesinger. So I'm on their site right now. I see that. Yeah. Uh, my goodness. So we beat, here first. And we beat the um, the wire for once. Thank God we didn't record at one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, Schlesinger is a partner of ours, been a client of ours. They've been on the podcast. A lot of friends work there. Um, they've been a lot of moves recently. So... Um, this is their next step in the Schlesinger group as they try to take over the world. Good for them. Yeah. So question for you. Yeah. What is Steve going to do now? Is um, Steve just going to focus on his cereal mixing, relaxing <laughs> a little bit? Um, I don't know. Who knows what he'll do? Um, you know, day-to-day operations, he's probably given up to him. Um, I would think visionary, right? He seems, he's an awesome visionary. That kind of stuff he, he's going to be incredible at. And good for him. I hope that I hope that's what he does. I hope he doesn't work full-time and he gets to enjoy what he's built, right? I think he enjoys what he built. Take a nice, nice big pay, paycheck. Yeah. Go sit on a beach. Relax. He's earned it. Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations to our um, the Schlesinger group and Schlesinger family. Yeah. Well, we're going to continue down that train of CEO changes. Yeah. Our initial first story we had on our rundown here is Dynata has appointed a new CEO, Mike Petrello, formerly of Dodge Data and Analytics, yep. um, is taking over for Gary Laban after he had after he stepped down from the position. Yeah. Um, interesting will be the first thing I say. <laughs> Not a big surprise. I think given what Dynata has shifted towards and repositioned in the past few years it, it's not unexpected that they would have a change in leadership um gary laban has been very active in the industry he's well known this person mike petrullo rather unknown so i don't know it seems to me he's his job is <laughs> he's got one of two things to do it seems like his job is to kind of be the bad guy right and yeah. kind of kind of be more efficient would be one way to say it is to create some efficiencies within Dynata or maybe reposition them for sale. The article I read, you know, they've been, they've been rumored to be up for sale forever. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is the best time to 
to go through that acquisition. But you know, it's interesting. He has 30 years experience in business services and technology, including building businesses organically and through mergers and acquisitions and integrating large and complex businesses. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Dynata. Uh, from my point of view, it's not a big surprise, but there's just been a lot of volatility. And I would call it volatility at Dynata with all the mergers and acquisitions and all of the repositioning that they've done in the past few years. And I'm not, it's probably good for shareholders and, and things. I'm not sure if it's the best thing for market research data. What are your thoughts? Can I take us a, a step up from this, like a level oh. up? Okay. Maybe, and then maybe take us down a little rabbit hole. Oh, so no. We have Gary leaving. Yeah. We have Steve leaving. Yeah. Last time we chatted. We had Jamin. Oh, okay. We got some. Uh, we have um, Matt Dusig out there. Yep. We got some big names out there. Don't big forget about Mr. Patrick Comer. I forgot. Yep, you're right. Mr. Patrick Comer. So you have five very big, influential people in not just sample, but market research, all essentially free agents to an extent. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what are they all? There's no way they're all just like, yep, we're done. We're going to step back. There's no way if that's a five for five going. Some of them have to be planning their next step, right? I would expect all of them are planning their next step. And I'm not sure if Steve is leaving the company, by the way, Steve Schlesinger. Right. Who knows? Um, but the other four have left. I mean, I think I said this last podcast. I, or maybe it was a webinar. I don't remember where I said this, but I'll repeat it. These, the, all of these people have built something huge in our industry and are entrepreneurial entrepreneurs. A lot of people have worked for one of those people at some point in their career. I hope they don't leave our industry. None of them. Because we need people like that in our industry. It's very small. It's niche. We're kind of a club. And that's losing a lot of talent in thinking brains that have been through this. I mean, what Jamin built, what Matt Dusig built. I had another um, one to Steve add. Steve built. The reason we, we talked about this on the last podcast a little bit because we were talking Jamin and it brought up Dave Carruthers as well. So that's it. Dave that's Carruthers, six. right. Six. Now we're at six names, six big names. We know Dave's working on some sports gambling stuff, which <laughs> I mean, yeah. lots of money there. Lots of money. I'm not talking just bets, but lots of money to be had. Yeah, but um, I don't know. If, I don't know. I would love to, you know, when, you know, when blockchain and all of that was like a big deal, I don't know, was that three, four years ago? We had to have somebody on to kind of talk us through what was kind of happening. Yeah. We have a lot of executives sitting out there, free agents, like you said, who knows how long their non-competes are, who knows what their passions are. But I hope that, I hope with at least some of them, have plans for something big for our industry because we need it. Right. I know we know too. Dave is doing the sports gambling thing. Yeah. And we, if anybody is following Matt Dusig's LinkedIn, yeah. he's very into photography right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And then Patrick Comer is involved in, I think it's like, um, is it gaming? He founded a, um, a company called Gripner. Um, I am unfamiliar with that. Uh, I think it's a gaming. No, here it is. 
Gripner is bringing tabletop role-playing games to the blockchain with our first campaign, The Glimmering. So he's getting involved in that. I'm not sure if that's a side project or if this is his new direction of his career. He's still on the he's still the chair of the board of directors at Sense, so he's still mm-hmm. you know that's he's, very tech. That is very tech. Yeah, blockchain with role playing. That I mean, that's that evolution of your Dungeons and Dragons in the basement. Yeah, thing. It's a big. It's a natural next step. That's huge industry. Um, you know, he's very passionate about tech. He's very passionate about the New Orleans, and I hope he's also passionate about our industry. I think he is. Yeah. So let's see where his. I don't know. We can speculate with these people all day long. We can um, probably get one or more of them on and see how they're enjoying mm-hmm. their new roles and stuff. We should probably do that. Let's, you know yeah. what? We'll do, Brian. Yes, I, we'll I'm going to send some emails over the next day or so. I Let's was thinking, actually, but prior to us talking about this, I was going to do that anyways. Why don't we have like a? Uh, we'll just do like a panel podcast. Okay. A we'll get them all series. On. Yeah, a summit series. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's interesting. Yeah. You want to move on to our next one? Yeah. Uh, took us down that wormhole. Yes. All right. Next one. Forsta has partnered with GemSeek, who is a customer experience data specialist, to launch a predictive net promoter score, which allows clients to access predictions about the, quote, client silent customers who don't respond to surveys or submit feedback. What are your thoughts on this? Knowing that in all... You and I know I put this on. You know why I put this on here, since you are you kind of own our NPS internally. Yeah, I have thoughts on this. Um, yes, most people do not give feedback. There are silent customers. We know, but you know, you could just if it's an NPS score, which is um, an eleven point scale, you can just give them some like a seven or an eight. And they had a you know they had an average experience. We all don't do everything we do in terms of shopping or doing something, a lot of times it's mindless, right? And, and sometimes your experience should be mindless. I mean, what did the grocery store today at lunch? If, if I have an NPS survey, I'm not going to answer it. It was, a, it was fine, right? Yeah. It was I, fine. That's a seven. I, I'm not going to go run and tell my friends what a great experience I had at Kroger, yeah. but I'm not going to also tell people not to shop at Kroger. That's where most people are, and I think that is kind of understood. And if they're using what is this, a predictive net promoter measure? Just give everybody a freaking seven. Um, maybe that's, I mean, good job for Forrester. They're innovating, whatever. Give them a freaking yeah. seven. Yeah, you almost have to assume, okay. And I'll be honest, I don't answer a lot of those. Because mm-hmm. it's, you were fine. Do I need to tell you I, it was fine? If, right. it, if it was really bad, right. or really good. It. If I'm on the extremes, yes. yes. Yeah, that's what we say. Otherwise, not so much. I mean, and even it has to be certain activities. Once right. in a while, like I'll take an example. I got one. We went on a short, like long weekend vacation up to Columbus, hit the zoo and stuff like that with kids. Our hotel stay wasn't great. Like the yeah. door was broken. They tried to fix it three times. It was ridiculous. They wanted us to move rooms. It was a whole thing. So yeah. they sent me the MPS. I'm like, no, it wasn't good. And I respond. I'm like, fine, I'll respond. Just yeah. But I went to the zoo. It was fine. I'm not going to answer that one. Yeah. Then the three or four times we went out for dinner and stuff. Yeah. Not. It's it fine. was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I'm not going to answer every single time. I would be wasting hours a week of my life. Yeah. I can't answer that for every single action I take. 
we could have built this, by the way, you and I could have, I don't, I don't know, maybe we should have built it and just given everybody a freaking seven. Okay. What? We have a complex algorithm behind it. Yeah. It seems to just give everybody seven. Like, <laughs> you figured it out. Once every, every ninth one, you'll get an eight. Right. Right. <laughs> seven or eight. Right there. Yeah. 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 But, so, you know, I'm glad to see somebody innovating. That's great. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, those silent customers are coming back. It's the yeah. one, it's the 10%, but you have to account for that. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to skip around from our oh. a little bit. So I'm going to go down to Bursk has sold Mackenzie Wood to Veritas Capital for $3.1 billion. What do you think uh, about that one? That seems like a big sale to a, another private firm. Um, that's interesting. I don't know a ton about Wood McKenzie. Um, they're, they're kind of quiet. Um, and Verisk is even more quiet. Veritas Capital. Didn't we, don't we, didn't Veritas Capital buy somebody else we know? I don't know. This is a lot of money, first of all. $3.1 billion in cash with additional consideration of the $200 million. This is a giant acquisition. Yeah. I mean, Wow. It just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, who's spending $3.1 billion today on something that's, but they acquired it seven years ago for $2.8 billion, sold it for $3.1. You know, some people would say that's not a great investment over seven years, but the, you know, the 10%, that's a lot of money when you look at real dollars. They still made $300 million. So I'm looking on their site. I think the one we're thinking of is Guidehouse. Okay. That sounds familiar. I feel like we talked about it at some point. Yeah, the rest of these on here are a wide, but they are a very diverse section. I mean, yeah. you have, oh, there's one that I'm familiar with. There's one on here I'm very familiar with. So, okay. former employer of mine. Okay. So, All right. Um, I mean, yeah. It's a big, big acquisition, and we continue to see this. That's maybe the point of the story. We continue right. to see mergers and acquisitions within our industry. We still see people valuing insights and data. We still people see companies positioning to acquire um, Insights Capital. It was not going to slow down, even with whatever we're going through now, the longest lead up to a recession in the history of the world, which I think will turn around hopefully by Q2 next year. Um, but people are still investing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, also, if you haven't looked at your uh, Dow today, it's up, depending on when you've looked, up a thousand points today. Okay. <laughs> so, Yesterday, it was down like 800. So it's just doing yo-yos. Yeah, but, the volatility of it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, this is one, one of those, I always say to people, don't even look at your stock portfolio. Don't, sometime early, you know, next year, look at it, see what happened. And then, you know. But like, over, even over the last, we'll call it like three months, there's been several of those days where you've been up or down 500 plus points. And if you pulled out or put in, some like this, I think I saw the article on this, like today, right now, if it ended at this moment, it would have been one of the best days since 2020. Okay. So like, yeah, if you pulled your stuff out, that's all, all of those investment people will tell you there are four or five days a year that make up a large percentage of your growth. Yeah. And you don't want to be missing those. So just don't work. Look long-term. Yeah. Don't worry about the day to day. Yep. Now, if you're 65 years old, then maybe you'll be worried a little bit. Right. Just a smidge. But yeah. All right. Our next one. SMR has announced the results of its council elections. 
a few highlights being Nikki Lavoy, the founder of MindSpark and who's currently with Savanta, is now the president-elect. Also, friend of the podcast, Lisa Wilding-Brown, has been re-elected. Yep. Um, so Nikki replaces Kristen Luck. It was really was she our first big guest on the podcast? One of, yeah. She was I have to go one. back to the archives. You think we could get her today? No. I mean, she was a big deal then. I I bet we could get her. We should have her on the panel. Our former CEO panel. Because Kristen is a former CEO also. She knows this world. But we um, also said this was going to be a free agent one. She's not necessarily a free agent. She's, Believe me, she's a free agent. Look at her LinkedIn. She is behind yeah, boards. <laughs> um, I don't know how we divert it so quick. All right, Nick Lavoy replacing Kristen Luck, who's amazing. Um, and then I, you know, Jean-Marc Leger. Uh, did I say that right? You did. I, th- I, thought I, I like the little good. French accent, little French a little bit. emphasis there. French. Thank yeah. you. Um, who Leger is a Canadian. French Canadian company been around for a long time. They have an online panel, so we know them. So a little bit of an online um, participant there. And Lisa Wilding Brown, obviously, we know her and some other familiar names as well. I think Lisa's going to be she, she's going to be president at some point, um, probably sooner rather than later. She's so passionate about it. She was obviously on the podcast, very active. Yeah. And I also wanted to say what we're talking about her. She's active not just in business giving back in her personal nope. life. If you know Lisa, she is just as active in her personal life as she is in her professional life. She is just as driven. And so um, it's good to get to know her over the past few years. And I love it that they reach out whenever there's news and they can come on and talk about it. I wonder if they do it because if they come on and talk about it, they control the narrative. If you and I just sit around and talk about it like we did for the past 15 minutes, who knows <laughs> what we're going to say, right? Right. We just well, railed on who knows what we said. If any of that was correct... <laughs> We have a pretty good relationship with the team over there too, to the point where I've had to make fun of them a little bit with the formality yeah. of which they send me emails. Yeah, that's of course. Yeah. But yeah, congratulations to all of these people. It's a big deal. Um, hopefully, I mean, this is a this is a challenging time in our industry um, with the quality challenges we have, with distrust of data, distrust of polling, and public opinion data, um, privacy legislation globally, the stuff we talked about with Brooke Reavy about all of that and so smr has some big challenges coming up and i'm hoping these people are i'm sure they will be committed to um, moving the industry forward yeah all right so now this now comes the reason why i moved us around a little bit because i did not group these properly um our next two stories involve the same company okay first up escalant has launched a new solution called Tech Trust Builder to help understand how brands can build on consumer trust in the technology that drives products, services, and experiences. Um, very interesting. I like the trust. I like a trust builder. I like what they've done here. Um, what does it says here? Um, advanced data analyses and academic literature review of trust and technology, breaking down technology trust into three components, which are competency, process and intent uses a series of proprietary questions to assess perceptions of the technology's ability. I like this a lot better than what we talked about earlier with the NPS. This is really cool. Um, Trust. We just talked about trust just a few minutes. We've talked about it multiple times on this podcast today. Trust is so important. And um, so they're um, advancing this in a new solution. 
seems fantastic. I like it. So good job to Gwyn Ishmael, who I don't know. We do know the Escalant people and the Market Strategy International, former more pace people. So they're friends of ours and we love them. So good job. Yeah. Our next story also involves Escalant. They yeah. have acquired Ren Associates, and hopefully I pronounced that correctly, um, a commercial vehicle and off-highway powertrain data provider. With that acquisition and a partnership with Work Truck Solutions, they created a new commercial vehicle and fleet research practice. I mean, talk about knocking down those dominoes quick. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so if you know where Escalant is located, they're in Michigan. And so they, I think it's safe to assume they probably already do a lot of automotive research. Mm-hmm. I would expect that they would if they've been, they've been around for a long time in the suburbs of Detroit. And so um, this seems like right on the same path, right? Commercial yep. vehicle and fleet research practice and work truck solutions, all of these things seem like adjacent, perfect opportunities to expand. Um, they probably have a ton of experts in this world already. Seems like a good merger to me. I, I kind of like it. What do, you, what do you think? I like it too. Um, I am not very familiar with Ren Associates um, or what a off-highway powertrain data provider is. Is that I don't right. know if that's based on sales or if it's actually like similar to like your insurance thing that you plug into the car. Yeah. Sends that information, that driving information. If yeah. it's the latter, I think that's super cool because now you've got, yeah, you have your normal re- market research type aspect that can tie back to actual driving numbers coming from a source, and you, now you're providing that almost 360 insight piece of it that you can kind of merge all that yeah. stuff together. Good, good. Yes, um, they said the acquisition will enable it to combine forecasted production data, which is supply side, mm-hmm. with its existing primary and syndicated data, um, the demand side fleet advisory hub. So yeah, it's this seems this is what we should be doing as an industry. Yeah. To me, I kind of rail on all these mergers and acquisitions and all kinds of stuff. This is how companies should be thinking about providing better um, answers to business questions to our clients. This is this is fantastic. High level, this is acquiring a complementary piece to something that is probably a core competency. Perfect piece. I think you and I are in agreement. This is a great, great thing. So to Melissa Souter, CEO of Escalant, kudos. Good job. Um, From Brian and Brian. Um, Probably won't get back to her, but you know what? If it does, she's welcome to come on the show. We'd love to have her on. That rounds out all of our news stories for today. I know we've gone down some rabbit holes on this one. I feel like this was a this was a lot of news. Um, I, you know, this is the time of year when people try to cram in um, stuff before Thanksgiving before they kind of shut it down. So I would expect there'll be some more news. Yeah. Well, also, also it's your Q four. You got to make that whatever. You got to make sure you're ending with your numbers correctly. That's why we're probably seeing some increases yeah. in acquisitions and stuff like that. So yeah. We appreciate you listening, and um, we got to do have that panel. Let's reach out to Jamin. Maybe we can collaborate with his podcast and do some sort of hey, let's let's touch base with people kind of series. Yeah, Patrick, what have you been up to? Your free agent next step series. Tell us more about this tabletop gaming thing. Twenty twenty three, here we come. We're coming for you. Um, But thanks for listening. 
and we'll be back soon. I think our next episode we'll have a guest on, and um, we have a few more left this year. But if you have any feedback, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to come on, if you have any topics to um, disagree with anything we said, we'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening, and have a great weekend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.